yeah, I keep coming back to that idea of what the students have to hear something seven times before they start to believe it or nine times or whatever, right? And and how many, how do we confront other messages that they're hearing, right? If they have a message in their head, how do we invite them into a better story, a bigger story? Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. In a book titled Visions of Vocation, Common Grace for the Common Good, author Stephen Garber says, quote, we know in our deepest places how hard it is to keep our eyes open in the complexity of the broken world around us to keep feeling the pains of a world that is not the way it is supposed to be and knowing the difficulties, choosing to engage it rather than being numb by it. Friends, it's hard to believe now, but I did not know my partners and friends, Dave and Abby, 18 months ago. Slowly and over time, I began to build relationship with them in the hallway outside our offices. We found ourselves having conversations were at, at time lighthearted and jovial and other times they were more serious as we helped each other keep our eyes open to the complexity of the broken world that Garber talks about. But we also encouraged each other to re-engage in that world, sometimes on a daily basis. It is through those rich conversations that the idea for this podcast was birthed. And this has become a place for us to quote Richard Mao, where we play around with a few ideas. Our deep hope here is to create safe space that will hopefully bring a little joy to your life and also encourage you to re-engage in a world and a profession where things are not always as they should be. And while teaching and education and these conversations can be and should be a serious business, we also try not to take ourselves too seriously. So whether we're on the podcast or in the hallway, we not only like to poke fun and laugh with and at each other, we also try to carry each other's burdens, as we think this is part of what it means to live in Christian community. If you are new to Hallway Conversations, welcome. The general format is that one of us brings a question and we circle around it and explore our own thinking. But we also appreciate getting questions from you, our listeners and audience. So if you have time in the future, please email us or send us a recording of your question to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Dave, I believe today we have a question from a listener. So can we share that? Yep. Uh, this one came in anonymously, and so I don't know who to credit for this one. Even. But here's, here's the question that we have. If you could share one thing with a middle school student who's having a rough week, what would you tell them? Oh. If you could share one thing. Let's broaden that even. Let's just say, what, if you could share one thing with a student who's having a rough week, yeah. let's maybe mm -hmm. take the bigger picture. Yeah. What would you tell them? I think there's a lot of things. My, my brain right away yeah. is like, you know, I want to say like, oh, it's going to be okay. And I don't, that seems probably unhelpful, even though that is my yeah. gut reaction. You know, as you, were, as, you, as you were asking the question, Dave, I, I taught middle school for a number of years. And I was actually just sort of overcomes too strong of a word. But I suddenly found myself just thinking about how hard middle school can be. Yeah. Like oh, of any, for sure. any age, right? I mean, high school, university, but I guess I was specifically thinking of some of my former students there and just, yeah, like how hard it is to navigate, yeah, oh to navigate the world, right? Like in, you're at a time in your life where, where your friend groups are often changing, mm -hmm. your body is physically growing, um, 
a lot of things just are not what you're used to in, in every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, physiologically. Yeah. And I, I just think literally how it just feels like an upside down world. I would, you know, to be 12, 13, 14, I just, so as I'm, maybe I'm just trying to buy myself time because I think of all <laughs> the things, like to say one thing, I'm thinking of all the things that I'd, that I'd want to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's going to be my intro, I guess, sure, to this, as I consider it. Abby, what's going yeah. through through your mind as you think about this? I think about parenting a little bit, right? Mm. And also, and th- so things I've learned there, and something that Tara Bohr always says when she comes and talks to our um, students, too. Tara Bohr is a colleague of ours who's a social worker, and she gives a presentation on trauma and socio-emotional learning to our, yep. some of my students every year. And one thing she tells us, and she relates it to parenting too, and I can too as parents of kids, is that you can't get to that higher logical brain without acknowledging that emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so you have to say something like, it makes sense that you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. That sounds really scary. That yeah. sounds really hard. Yeah. Right, and I've learned slowly to do that in my parenting too. Instead of like, yeah. you're fine, you're go fine. back to bed, right. you are fine. And I'm having the kind of day, right? just to be transparent, where I want to say that to everybody, right? Yeah. Like, get over it. Yes. And Suck it up, Buttercup. Yes. You'll be fine. But, but it's go. impossible right. to engage those higher order thinking skills and yeah. logic until you acknowledge that yeah. emotion and kind of disarm it yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. I remember, I remember when I um, became an elementary principal and there was a young student, I don't know the exact age anymore, but it was in my first year as a principal and I'm guessing six, seven years old. And that student had brought a, um, like a toy figurine to school and you could see like it was a big deal, like that he, this was a big deal to him. And somewhere in the course of that day, that thing went that thing went missing oh, like it yeah. just went yeah. missing and i i to this day i don't know what happened to it i i wanted to be the hero and find that thing so right. badly right. because he was just so upset like mm. it was just so upset i was i think it was like a car or a toy soldier it was just something small right that you're just like Oh, when I saw him bring it, I was like, oh, I just know how this story's right. going to end. Like, oh. Right? And I just, and, and it ended that way. Oh. And and there was nothing I could literally say in the moment no. um, mm-hmm. to, to console that child. And, and, and there was a part of me, I think, and this probably was in my own immaturity at the time, where I wanted to be like, it's a figurine or it's right. a car, like, yeah. it's, you know, like you're going to be okay. And, yeah. and I, and in looking back now, and I, and I did not say that, but I think in looking back now, it's like, but that, that car and that figure for, for that student losing that is, as is a big deal. As big right. as the emotions I feel right. over something at my age. And, yep. right. and I'm making that connection, I guess, to what, what you're saying, Abby, is to say, yeah, when you're six, um, losing your favorite car mm-hmm. is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And to just 
acknowledge that like mm-hmm. this like to even to maybe just say this is hard like this yeah. is so hard my six-year-old did not want to put his coat on this morning <laughs> oh, in our first 30 something degree oh, morning right. yeah, in yeah. iowa yeah. and i had a very hard time acknowledging why that <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out yeah, there yeah oh, i had yeah. a very very hard time acknowledging yeah. that coats are hard yeah. jace yeah. yes coats, coats are, are really yeah. really hard yeah. buddy i yeah. know you just want to wear a sweatshirt. Yeah. I get well, it. Well, that's well, what I should have said. Yeah. I did not. I, you did not say that. No. But it, uh, it comes to that question though, right? Like when when kids are in that emotional state, high emotional yeah. state, yeah. right? Like I think it's easy for me to say the wrong thing as, yeah. as a right. teacher, right? Like this, right. this question I think is so good. It's like what would you tell them if they're ha- if they're clearly having a rough time, right? And there's a part of me that wants to just say, yeah, suck it up. You'll get over yeah. it. It will be okay. Right. But will it be okay? Right. Yeah. What if it's not? What if it's and not that's okay? that's not helpful. Right? That's not a helpful response. No. no. And so I guess what I'm wondering about now is I, th- I think the question behind the question for me in this is, so what do I really believe mm-hmm. about kids? What do I really believe? Yeah. Uh, and that mm-hmm. sounds like a very philosophical question. Yeah. So I'm like, what does it mean to be human? And, it's an know, important like, question, though, Dave. But, but it is. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and if my answer to that question is, well, I say things like, I believe all of my students are unique image bearers mm-hmm. of, yeah. of God, right? Yeah. That they reflect what God is like. Well, then that's going to change the way I respond. It has to impact yeah. the way I respond yeah. to, to students. Do you guys feel that sense, too? There's yeah. the gravity of yeah. that kind of... Because I think that's one of those things. As Christian educators, we say that pretty easily. Well, of course, I believe all my students are unique image yeah. bearers. But what does that actually look like? Right, well, and it's it's hard to help... In a way, I think part of our job is to help them see that. Yes, Yeah. right. Right, like what you're saying, like, I can believe it and see it, but but that doesn't you do yeah. you any good unless yeah. you also yeah. are able to believe it and see it. When I taught high school, I, I would see that in my students, right? Just the ability mm-hmm. to name for them mm-hmm. things that, that are special about themselves outside yeah. of how they... Because teenagers can tend to define the world very, very narrowly, yes. right? Like, yeah. I did not put, make put the team. on themselves, right? And, you yeah. know, and they, they take one area of their life that they have... And, and expand that into their whole self-image, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So I didn't make this team, and therefore I am blank. Yeah, right. Or I got this grade and therefore I am yeah, like they're la- right, yeah, they're totally. labeling themselves, right? Mm, and so I think yeah. part of that is naming for them the long view yeah. Yeah. and helping them to see their worth outside of those achievements or lack of achievements, right? Mm-hmm. Even kids who are successful. Right. You know, who like I saw so many kids who are excellent athletes who built their whole identity around that and then got injured. Right. And were yeah. just lost yeah yeah right because if that is who i am and then i don't have it anymore how do i you know and so walking them through that and helping them to see who god actually says that they are but but, and i think you had said this at the beginning of because suddenly i'm thinking is for for us to speak that truth into Mm -hmm. a student's life we have to know that for ourselves first we have like it's you know, we've talked before, like, about the importance of, you know, as a teacher or, like, as I teach undergrad students, hey, like, this importance of delighting in your students. Mm-hmm. But but it does make me realize, for me to authentically do that, do I believe that God delights in me? Yeah. Do I believe that I am, an, as a teacher, like, to say that, that his grace is sufficient for me mm-hmm. so that I can give that same grace to to students right yeah. so i think it starts 
it starts with yourself actually right mm -hmm. it starts with believing those things about yourself that you know like one of the things that rocked my world is you were talking about like as it was taken away you know like my last i came to door you know 18 months ago my last three four months i was part of a school for 17 years the school i graduated from yeah. as a high school student yeah, right. and the last three or four months of my time there there was essentially no students in the school right because of covid because of covid and there and, and i went in almost every day part of out of identity part of out of obligation but but it was into i just and my time came to a close there and i felt so lost i felt mm. so lost because i felt like these things like I, my identity and it made me realize my identity was really rooted in my vocation yeah. rather than in my being so my identity was rooted in my doing rather than my being well mm -hmm. for us to for us to help high school students see that for themselves right right, right. man like do we believe that about ourselves well, and that's a hard thing for adults to 100? believe oh, yeah. about themselves right, right so yeah. when and you think about all these messages that these kids young get every day right yeah, that's right well, no, that has me thinking. So way back in the day when I was a middle school Bible teacher, I used to show, <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit, I used to show kids a video. Do you know Ken Davis? Mm -hmm. He's a Christian like comedian. Davis. Right. Well. He's, he's funny. He's clever. Yeah. I had this video that I would show them. Uh, it was called I'm Not Okay. Yeah. And, and he starts off talking about how he's not okay. And he's, he's yeah. a weird dude, right? Yeah. So, like, let's just own it. He is, yeah. he is mm -hmm. not okay. But he uses that to present a message of the gospel. And he says, I'm not okay, yeah. and you are not okay. And that is okay yeah. because Jesus is more than okay. Yeah. And like, oh wow, that like just reframes this thing. Like for me yeah. to just name that, like I I am not enough in and yeah. of myself. Totally. But Christ's grace is sufficient for me. Yeah. And you are not going to save yourself. I cannot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. But that that whole idea, like I am not okay, and you are not okay, yeah. and that is okay because yeah. Jesus is more than okay. And like, how do we continue to get that message in front of kids? And like, yeah, I keep coming back to that idea of what students have to hear something seven times before they start to believe it or nine yeah. times or whatever. Right. And, and how many, how do we confront other messages that they're hearing? Right. If they have a message in their head, mm -hmm. how do we invite them into a better story, yeah. a bigger story? Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Right. No. So, so this, yeah, yeah this, this may sound odd too, but I'm not, I'm going to bring in Taylor Swift. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, okay. I just want for our listeners. I just okay. want to. I just want to name that I've been waiting for this moment for 34 <laughs> podcasts. So I am waiting with bated breath for how we're going to make the leap from Ken Davis and being image bearers of God and Taylor done? Swift. Are you I am so ready right hey, can now. Can I keep talking let's, now? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, you know oh, this, yeah. right? Yeah. She's 10. She's going to be 11. So yeah. we listen to Taylor Swift a lot in the car. But I was teaching. I was getting ready for my, because I teach a course about adolescent development. And I made my students this year listen to Taylor Swift's 15. Do you all know that yeah, song? Yeah. Right? You have no idea. So, so, so if you listeners have not, go look up Taylor Swift's 15. But there's a line in there that I keep, I made them listen to it because at the beginning of the year, I always have them remember things from what it was like to be an adolescent, yeah. right? To frame yeah. the work that we're going to do together. Yeah, right. And there's, there's, there's stanza in there, right? Um, in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team, but I didn't know that mm. at 15. 
right? When all you want was to be wanted, wish you could go back and tell yourself what you know now. Mm, yeah. And that is, it's such a good line to capture. We don't, we don't know what we don't know at 15. Right. And I thought about that in my work with my students so often. You all do not know the richness that is life beyond high school. They can't see it. And so I think that's where my passion is, right? Like to, to show them that and even like play a song for them that, someone they can identify with that gets like there is more to this life than the things that we are told over and over again are the most important Mm -hmm. it it makes me so first of all thank you for that (laughs) maybe we can put a link to that song in the show notes because it is actually very profound it is i'm not joking it is it's very profound but it, it does make me realize like for our students you know, like all the competing stories oh, that want to shape their yeah. desires. And I, I felt really despondent, sort of like, they don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't stand a chance. And it, you know, and I, I didn't, st- but then you get to a place where it's like, of course they stand a chance. Of mm-hmm. course they stand a chance because there's a better, there's a better story, like right. what you talked about, right? But but you realize there are so many competing stories and it just feels like there's more and more competing mm-hmm. stories out there all the time which then it becomes for me more and more important than you know like why we show them a better story like like you know the center for the advancement of christian education does a lot of good work where they talk about um you know teaching for transformation and kind of the the on the front of that of a book they produce it talks about about knowing the story and living the story Mm -hmm. right and and it makes me think again like how do we get them to know the you know to show them there's a better story to teach them the story, but also allow them invite to practice, them invite them yeah. in, right, and, yeah. and and live live that out. I mean, you said something earlier too, just to make it a different connection, or maybe it was Dave you had said it earlier. But I, but one of the things that's also been helpful for me, and coming back to the initial question, this idea of like, what would you say? I, I don't know. Again, I don't know exactly what I'd say. It depends, as you'd say. Dave, <laughs> yeah, but, that's right. but one of the things that's been really helpful for me that my own daughters have been helpful that I think I'm trying to carry into my classroom and even in my life is this idea of like, it's okay to, to not be okay. Yes. Right. Yep. It's this yep. idea yeah. of like, you know what, like it's, oh, it's okay to be broken. And, mm-hmm. and I, and so maybe for me in thinking about what would I say to a middle school student in whatever way possible to, to confer to them that what you're feeling is real mm-hmm. and you're allowed to, to feel that mm-hmm. yeah like to say like that's real like to never and i didn't know i haven't always done a good job of this but i think in learn in learning and through my own mistakes to not diminish right. those emotions like you know help them feel seen and validated right yeah and it's even, their lived experience right? Right? Yeah. we we know the skin we walk around yeah they know right. the skin yeah we walk so whether it's a yeah. whether it's a you know a lost car whether it's a jacket on yeah. the first 35 degree <laughs> morning um yeah whatever it looks like right is to say yeah like that that's real and just to never because i think to diminish those feelings is to diminish their humanity Mm -hmm. which then comes back to what you said dave like if we believe these are made uh, made in god's image then we need to value their emotions because we we value them because those emotions are are from god yeah that's how god has created us to be after all Friends, we know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway today. Thank you for the good, God-delighting work that you are doing in your communities, and we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of this week. 
Finally, we'd like to send you into your day and this week with a blessing. So to our listeners, whom we are so thankful for, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good week. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.